Welcome to Fired Up, an original podcast from Ignite Fan Insights, powered by NASCAR, the National Sports Forum, and the Association of Luxury Suite Directors. This is a podcast for sports business pros like you. We go behind the gates and beyond the numbers that keep sports fans coming back for more. Our host, Chris Wise, is the brains behind Ignite Fan Insights. With a commitment to research and innovation for over 30 years, he knows the right questions to ask, and more importantly, what to do with the answers. Get ready for engaging in-depth conversations with sports industry leaders that will inspire you to take action and connect with your fans. I'm Chris McAdoo, and this is Fired Up. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Fired Up, the podcast where we go behind the gates and beyond the numbers that keep sports fans coming back for more. We are super happy to be live here at the National Sports Forum in Atlanta, Georgia, 2020, the 25th anniversary. We are celebrating by talking to the leaders that are here with us. And our first interview of the day is with John Davis with Churchill Downs. John, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, despite having the worst name of anybody that's in this place. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be 17 more John Davises that come by. <laughs> no, we're not going to talk to another one. No. Yeah, you're the only one that it's matters a, to it. us, brother. Okay. You are John Davis number one. Yes. Yeah. For once. So, John, thanks for coming. I really do appreciate it. Good to see you. Just to get things started, just tell us about about yourself, your career, okay. and then roll right into what really makes you tick. Okay. So for me, I'm, I'm going to be a lot like a number of sports executives that are going to be walking around here in the sense that we've all been with numerous franchises and stuff across leagues, across places. Generally in sports, you have some people that are fortunate enough that they're able to climb the ladder where they're at. But in a lot of cases, you have to jump. You have to pick up and go to a different organization when an opportunity shows itself. And so I started out my career really early. I was in high school when I realized that I wasn't going to be good enough to play in college. <laughs> so I started working for a minor league hockey team that was in my town. And then I chose where I went to college based on which team gave me a job offer. So everywhere I applied for school, I also had job interviews. And I, so I was working in game night promotions and stuff like a college person would do. But from there, I was with the Columbus Blue Jackets when they opened. I was with the Dayton Dragons and Mandalay Properties in Frisco, Texas for Dallas. So both of those teams. I've been with the New York Islanders. I've been with the Cincinnati Reds and then the Cleveland Browns. And then now I'm at Churchill. So everybody you're going to meet here today is going to be like, well, I was here, I was here, I was here. <laughs> or they introduce somebody as, you might know him because he was here when he was here and she fired him. <laughs> or right or something like and that. And they're best so, friends, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how it works. Awesome. And you're running, for Churchill Downs, you run all of the suite, the luxury suites, the ticketing department. So I oversee sales. So our department is really dynamic in the sense that there are five, six, seven different products that we sell that have nothing to do with each other. So the Kentucky Oaks and Derby dominate our year for sure. It's a global event. And from a revenue standpoint, it is astronomical. But we also still race 68 days a year in general racing. And we have races all week for Derby Week. It's such a massive, massive week for us. Then on top of that, we are open for business every day of the year outside of that for any kind of event you want or wedding or anything, which 
that popularity has spiked since I've gotten mm. there in terms of some of the new things that we were able to just offer. Organize all that to be the director of all that and how they all operate very, very differently and they might use different terminology and stuff like that. It's a really, really diverse place. Cool. You've been involved with National Sports Forum for many years? This is my third season on the steering committee. It's my 10th year attending. Okay, talk to us about with the 25th anniversary and the history with National Sports Forum, the impact it has on professionals' lives from the greenest to the most seasoned. What's the impact of National Sports Forum? So, like I said, being at all those different stops, I had two stops in the NHL and in Major League Baseball and in the NFL. So I've been to a lot of conferences. I've been to a lot of these kind of meetings. And the Sports Forum is the only one where you can go and you're going to get opinions across those leagues, but you're also going to get the minor leagues. You're also going to get venues and races and tournaments. You're also going to talk to different vendors. And everybody is going to have the same core philosophies, right? But they're all going to have this different point of view. And that's one of my biggest things is in my career, it didn't take me very long to figure out that not everybody sees the world exactly the way I do. Uh And it caused me trouble because I thought this is the way we're doing it. It makes the most sense. But I wasn't thinking of others just perception. The sports forum gives you this chance where you come in and you get this broad spectrum. And it's gotten to a place where that's what I crave. That's who I hire. Uh. When I have a director position open underneath me, yes, I'm looking for somebody who's going to come and pick up where we are and make us better, but I'm often looking for somebody who might be coming from a different angle because I want a different voice in the room. I want a different perception. And I did that once um, when I was with the Cincinnati Reds. I went and hired somebody out of Feld because I was at the National Sports Forum. I had the position open for a year. A director position in Major League Baseball is extremely popular. You have thousands and thousands of applicants. But I didn't find somebody who was not going to be exactly me, right? I was having trouble finding people that weren't going to be exactly me. So I was coming out of the sports forum one night, and a friend of mine, who ends up being a longtime steering committee person, he stops me because I was going to my room, and he was like, you're not going anywhere. Sit down. He's like, what is going on? And I started to tell him, and he was the one who enlightened me to look for a good leader manager and quit worrying about the specifics of have they sold this have they done this because you can teach them everything else yeah right Mm -hmm. yeah so then i hired somebody from his company (laughs) which was a long time joke but she sarah contardo is one of the greatest hires that i can claim in my career and she came in with a different point of view and i had other staff members tell me within that year to say, I've learned more from her this year than I've learned in the past five years because we've been doing similar things, right? So fast forward, she's the one who's now running everything at Churchill and brought me in, but we did the very same thing in terms of how do we take this venue and its historic significance and sell that for all these other days that we have open in the in the year what we would call dark days right yeah so we went off the board because for every facility that i've worked with it's been done one way mm-hmm. but we went to look for that other voice that other voice came in as a sales rep and by four months in she was presenting to our leadership and our caterer how we were going to completely resell and repackage how we do everything 
and in her first year, we matched the highest number of for revenue on record for that facility in history. So in her first year as a sales rep, where the first half of the year, she was redoing our website and redoing how we do business. Last year being her second year, she got promoted to a director. She's got her own department now. And we took the highest year on record and we finished at about 115% over the previous high watermark. And as we sit here today, we're 400% ahead of where we were at this point last year. Last when? Last year. Last year. Which was the 115% gain. We're From 400% ahead of that. Wow. Now. That's and incredible. And it's all because we went off the board. Now, clearly, these two hires were amazingly dynamic professionals. But we went off the board, and we weren't afraid to say, listen, we don't know. But we definitely want to hear your opinion. And in that circumstance, we were like, let us just get the hell out of your way. <laughs> I'm going to help. I'm going to help give you everything that you want. I'm going to help fast track stuff for you to be able to get in front of the president if you want to do this. But make no mistake, never have I claimed any credit for any of this outside of just trying to enable and empower somebody to do what they know is right and that I'm not so confident that I know it's right. Yeah, awesome. That's the longest answer for a question you'll get all day. <laughs> I'm sorry, Oh, maybe not. You're listeners. good, you're good, you're good. So your dark days are now not so dark. Oh, yeah. And so what kind of things did you look at and how did you determine what to fill and what to do in those dark days? You know, so you have your core business. How did you expand that core business? Mm -hmm. And what are some of the alternative revenue sources you've been developing? So the first thing we did was we got away from the traditional, right? And we went to somebody who works in that space and taught us. When you ask me, how would we target that and grow that? Well, I asked that same question and was led. So it wasn't so much as myself, but she went out and she already had previous, and she's a young lady. Yeah. But she has previous relations with planners and vendors across the entire region. And she, packaged us so we're marketed better and then she put us in those spaces by leading our marketing and advertising as to who we're trying to attract and then working with our very competent marketing department very sharp marketing department you have to be when you're a global brand mm -hmm. but she was able to get in with them with their model and they made us lethal and then it was just about those relationships mm. right that somebody coming in with the best strategy you still need time and introduction and all that kind of stuff. Right. And right. so that's what spider webbed us into all the different stuff we're doing now. So we're doing weddings, we're doing parties, we're doing anything that you can think of because people are now seeing us in these different spaces and just asking us like, what is it that you would like? Can we do this? And the answer is yes. Somebody stopped me here yesterday. They want to work with us and see if we can do drone races. At drone the races. Derby. Like around the track and yeah, stuff? The answer yeah. would be, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, sure. That sounds amazing. You don't even have to Absolutely. prep the track. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. we will do that. Interesting. So horse racing, I would assume, is a fair, the audience is fairly old. Is that a misconception on my part, or is it a... So when I was in Major League Baseball, all we were told and all we said was that our fans are so old. They don't like websites. They mm. want traditional. They want that. Then I was at the, in the NFL, and it's like, oh, well, 
our people are older, where are the baby boomers? The thing is, is, is that yes, you could say that because you could say that they're older in the demographic in the sense that most of what you sell for the Kentucky Derby is expensive. Right. And so those are the means, but the people who are actually walking through the door is everybody. Yeah. It's just everybody. Yeah, well, where I was going with that was that what are you doing to make sure that you ensure the different generations stay right. and grow with you? What is it that, because each one may have nuances, you still have a storied brand. How do you leverage that storied brand right. across all generations? So our core, mission statement we're definitely tied into the americana in the history of what this place was and the fact that it's the longest continuous running sporting event in america at 145 years mm -hmm. that even when world war ii happened and all sports shut down the kentucky derby still happened because they allowed the infield to be used for army barracks yeah. right so there's great stories wow. there's great stuff that goes with being around for 145 years and we make sure that we reflect that but our company like unlike any place i've ever been invests a considerable amount of money every year into renovation and growing and new so although we have the americana and we have the history and you can see the facade that was built in 1895 when the spires were built we also have a brand new suite tower that rivals probably any, I would put it up there against anything in the country. Mm. Like that's with some older traditional suites we have. We're still building. We announced a $300 million construction plan for over the next five years that it's never gonna end. Like I'm telling you, we're, they're constantly, how can we get better? What can we do better? Yes. It's always about customer experience, but it's keeping us relevant with the younger people. The last thing I would say to you is, is that from a marketing standpoint, they're all over the emerging social media. Mm -hmm. Stuff that, I, frankly, I don't understand. I have two young daughters, they're teenagers, and it's like, I have trouble understanding how their, their ecosystem works because my girls would not mind spending a Saturday in their room on their phones with people because they're on there playing games and stuff now. They're not just talking on the phone like you and I did with the phone like it all night long to that one girl. Like they're talking and they're FaceTiming but they're playing games together, they're talking to their other friends, they're having this whole social experience and then they didn't get out of their pajamas. And then when it's a beautiful sunny day and I'm like, you guys, you don't wanna go outside? Like get outside. <laughs> yeah. So I don't understand it, but our marketing folks are very, very driven by that. So the Instagram pieces throughout the facility, all those different social media places where they live, and that's where they're making sure that we are. Yeah, that's for the next session ringing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was a yeah. bell. Just a random cowbell. Yeah. There was literally just a cowbell. Yeah, the, cowbell like. the cowbell goes off whenever I'm talking too much. That's my signal. <laughs> it's like, just have somebody yeah. following you. That's a cut it short. Cut it short, please. So, that's, that's it. Fun. Did you want to follow up on anything? Well, yeah, on, like on the social media part of it, so much of what we talk about for not just for sports, but anything where you want to bring people together to a place. Yes. Right? And I think about, you know, my kids too. Like they're in their room doing TikToks. Yeah, TikTok all day long. All day long. And they want to show them to me all day long. And I don't want, like they're dumb. Like, I don't get it. But please believe me, like, here I sit, and I'm sorry, the audience can't see me, but I'm an unattractive middle-aged man. 
Like, I'm the one who's the dinosaur. I don't get it. Even though I'm the one who says your TikTok is done, I realize that from a different point of view, I'm the moron. Well, it's one of those, like, I don't get a lot of it either. But that's not the point. Yeah. We don't need to. Yes. And, and I think what you're talking about here is, from a leadership perspective, empowering people to grow yes. and then encourage growth within a company, right? So that's the internal, but then also encouraging and finding ways for audience, for those fans to be able to experience your brand, whatever it is, where they are. Right, right, right? Which, is, which is getting more, it's harder and harder, right? Because yeah. where these people are is in smaller and smaller segments of paying attention. You know what I mean? Like, how many sessions will you be in here in the next two days and just watch how quickly people are jumping on their phones. And forget even being in a session. How many meetings are you in right now with people that you see every day or not, but once their part of a meeting is over, they're gone. They're on their <laughs> phone and they're not even paying attention that they might have something to contribute. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So as yep. you're looking at your product and they're talking about what keeps us up at night, that's what concerns me, is that if I want to have a family night with my kids, it's hard for them to stay focused on a two-hour meeting or a movie. <laughs> uh -huh. So now, how are we taking this day event of the Kentucky Derby and Oaks, right. right? And how are we having that so that you are personalizing it and you're getting that feedback that you always get from your device, that it's yours and you're controlling it. So how are we layering that in throughout the day is the best bet. Mm. We've talked to some other folks, too, that were talking about the just physical facilities yeah. and that old school, sort of the old school mindset of we're only going to do this for this kind of fan, all this kind of thing. And right. oh, Steve from the Minnesota Vikings, he was basically like, no, if you don't have Wi-Fi, if you don't have these very specific things within even it, like it can be a you know, multi-million dollar stadium. It can be any of those things. But like if those kids can't get on Insta. Right. They're not coming. They're not coming. They're not coming. They're particularly not coming. They're not coming back. You may be able to get them once. Right. Right? Right. But then, like, they're not coming back. That, I think, is the challenge. Right. Long term. But, like, think about that. What is the solution to that right now? I can't make my sporting event shorter. Mm -hmm. I can't make it more, like, the striving for all of us to make it more personalized and engaging is what the drive is now. If you see, you're going to see from some of these renovations and stuff, people are going much more wide open spaces. Right. The president from the Hawks was just showing he took out all the seats behind the hoop because it's more of a social engagement yeah. and it's not about I'm going to sit in this seat and stare right there the whole time. Yeah. So for something like a traditional NFL or Major League Baseball, which was my experiences, you have to at least be engaging them on their phones throughout, right? So if it's statistics, if it's common talking amongst other fans that might be at the game if it's just any of that like you got to make sure that you're yourself leading some of that content as much as you can and also encouraging those who are in those spaces to tag along with you yeah that's right? their Instead that's their, their engagement and that's where you have to be yes. to that point yeah, yeah. Oh, are there any other th that sounds like a huge threat that we've just talked yeah. about other threats any other serious threats to life all sports? of them would be at least to me all of them would be tributaries off of that Right. Okay. Because now you're talking about escalating prices. So prices are getting higher and higher. And so the $15 beer and stuff like that, that's going to start to come in the way 
more and more because the digital presentation and how they're going to consume this stuff is going to be a hell of a lot more comfortable on their device mm -hmm. with all the bells and whistles right. that's maybe on their TV screen with the 12 pack of beer for $15. Yeah. So on your phone, you'll be able to smell everything that you smell. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's tough because I saw a virtual reality last year that you were at the Derby and you were in the front row seat of the track. Uh -huh. And you had it on and you could look around and you, I could see the starting gate right there and you saw and heard the horses go by and you're at the event. And I was sitting on my brother's couch and it was crazy. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because now anybody who wants to come, they might not have access to that point of view for sure. It might be too expensive or it might already be sold. But now you can put yourself right there. You're in the experience. I mean, literally it was a commercial break for one of the bowl games that I was watching through this virtual reality. It was a commercial break, so I'm just sitting in the stands. I look over at the guy sitting next to me who's probably really there. I wasn't there, right? <laughs> Hopefully my virtual self was better looking. But Does everyone like, know you? Yeah, a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, so for bit. the record, right before we started recording, there was another guy that walked by. Yes. And was like, hey! So <laughs> the, those are major. Both of those guys are at the top of their organizations one was for the st louis blues oh awesome. one is the president of his marketing company out of los angeles hmm. i mean steve dupay he's hugely popular here but that's the forum was the other one eric yes okay. Stisser, yeah, yeah, yeah. right yeah so that's the forum the forum is is that these people become your pals and then as your career's growing their careers are growing and all of a sudden i turn around and a friend of mine is chief revenue officer for the 49ers and so, like, I'm talking junk to that guy right after they win the Super Bowl. <laughs> but to everybody else, like, that's the chief revenue officer. Yeah. That's what the forum does for you. And it reaches across all these leagues. And then because sports is all about bouncing around, all these people still remain relevant to you, right? Huh. Because you don't know if they're going to transfer in, transfer out. You don't know as their careers grow, that might be the person that you want heading that part up for you or you want to go head something up for somebody that you've made that accomplishment. But the fact that people are going to walk by here and yell my name and stuff and all that kind of, like, that's just proof of, those are just my, that's just Eric yeah. and Brent and Steve Dupay. And they're brilliant in this industry. Um, I want to be sensitive to time. A couple other questions though. The, if someone came to you and said, I, a young person just graduating or not even there yet, just thinking way far out and had some interest in the sports industry, what would you tell them? How would you direct them? What sage advice would you lay on them to? I would say, get in there. Get in there first, any way you can. And the fact that I did in college, I learned what it really meant to be in the front office. And so I had a better understanding of the fact that like, I was gonna probably sell tickets or sponsorships. I sold sponsorships first, but you know what I wasn't gonna do? I was never in the locker room. I was never with Ken Griffey Jr. talking to him about his swing. You're not going to run away and join the circus and you're going to be the GM. And in my interviews, that's one of the questions I always ask. Like, I'm not one of those people who's like interview question standard stuff like that cuz it doesn't appeal like it's exactly what I'm looking going for for specifics, but I always ask if you could wave a magic wand and be anywhere in five years, doing anything mm -hmm. in five years, what would it be? 
And the goal of that is there's no wrong answer, right? Clearly, there's no wrong answer. But in some instances, it allows you a window into that person's head to say, they're like, I want to be the GM. I hear that 70% of the time. I want to be the one who's like helping with the player development and stuff like that. And it's just because they don't have an understanding of what it really means. Right. And that you're going to be sitting at a hard shot booth at a church festival and it's raining. And like, but that's part of it, right? I mean, it's hard for me to say because it's the only thing I know, but it can be most rewarding thing in the world. And when your compensation is being part of the wins and losses and being part of the team, there's nothing like it. But you got to know you're going to have to come in. You're most likely going to have to work your ass off. And there's not going to be a lot of money to get there. But if you want it, you can get it. It happens every day if you want it. It's funny. I do a lot of review, annual reviews. And a lot of annual reviews has people that say... Like, I want a promotion. I want to take on more. I, you know, I want to lead this department, which is a great aspiration for everybody. I'm not negating that. But I always say back to them, I think that you're great. What are some of your ideas? Flush them out on a one-pager. Tell me, like, I want you would do this, and this is what it would entail. We're going to spend this much, but I think we'll make this much. Or even if we're going to spend this much, but it will get us this result. Mm -hmm. But just flesh it out and tell me what that is. My door is open to anybody in the place. And 99% of those people, I never hear from again. Uh, you never do. People will want to do their jobs and what's right in front of them. But when they're asked to like, you step out and develop an idea mm -hmm. and put the bells and whistles to it and tell me what you think you're going to do. That's work. Yeah. Most people don't want to do that. So like if you want to come into this industry where it's really competitive and there's lots of people, just get yourself into it. Do whatever you can. Intern anywhere you can or be anywhere and understand what it is so that you can understand what it is that you want to do. Right. Because if it's not going to make you jump out of bed in the morning, the pay and the hours out of the gate are going to kill you because hmm. oftentimes in sports, we spend more time with these people than we do with our own families. Oh, sure. For oh, sure. sure. Yeah, yeah. John, you've been great. I'm out of questions. Chris, you got anything to follow <laughs> up on? No, man, I think what I'm taking away from this and what I would hope that you know our listeners do as well is you're a guy that likes to see action taken. Yeah. You don't have to take it. Right? Right, right. And I think that in and of itself, as for those young people or anybody that does want to come into those leadership positions, it's not only taking that idea and developing an idea, but also seeing it in others. Right. Right. And giving them yes. the opportunity to step up and right. step in. Right. Exactly. Right. Like this young lady, her name's Courtney Coe. She came in, like I said, as a rep and she starts coming in and she's like, this is all garbage. This website's garbage. Like, it, 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 not that it's garbage. She didn't say garbage. I'm sorry, my marketing department. I'm sorry. That's not what she said. But she just said, we're not packaged correctly. She's like, we're not packaged correctly for our, these events. Gotcha. This is not right. But I said to her, I was like, okay, like, if you think that our website should be different, hash it out. Let me know what you think. She rewrote content. She made her own collateral on Word with pictures and stuff that then we took and said, oh my God, this is our collateral now, right? 
she started at Churchill in February, and by December, she was the director of her own department and was hiring three new people because she had it. Took the initiative yes. and went after it. And I just got out of her way. Yeah. I, I tried to enable her as much as possible, yeah. but anybody coming out of college can be that person. Like, right. especially if you're gonna know social media better than some of us dinosaurs. If you have ideas as to how we can better integrate and do things, you can change the organization. This person changed our organization in six months. It's incredible. And it's changed incredible. our business yeah. in nine. You know what I mean? Oh, yep. Man, that is incredible. And that is a great way to go out. I do have one more question, though, for folks that do want to learn more about Churchill Downs, what you guys are doing, where do they go? So there's two different websites because the Kentucky Derby is so massive. So kyderby.com okay. is the Derby which has a myriad of stuff on there in terms of information and history, but there's all kind of obviously ticket packages, but we also have a partner in Quinn Events that does the whole experience package where you'll get your airfare, your hotel, your trip to there, cool, cool, cool. your parking parties if you want to go to that week, all wrapped up into one. So there's a ton of different stuff there. And then churchilldowns.com is our website, website where you can see the rest of the year yeah. and a lot of the other stuff we do. Awesome. That's great. John Davis, or as uh, the folks that walk by yeah. yell, JD. JD. Uh, yeah. <laughs> thank you for joining us uh, and thank you for kind of giving us insight into how to keep your door open, how to keep your mind open, yes. and how to keep yourself and others open to new experiences. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe. And if you really like what you heard, please leave us a five-star review and tell all your friends. Also, thanks to the good people that power Fired Up and Ignite Fan Insights at NASCAR, the National Sports Forum, and the Association of Luxury Suite Directors. To learn more about Ignite Fan Insights and what that exclusive content can mean for you, visit IgniteFanInsights.com and subscribe today. It's a wealth of information all about the fan at no cost to you. Your fan club subscription includes our e-publication, podcasts like this one, exclusive blogs, quarterly e-newsletters, and timely webinars that keep you not only up to speed on what your fans are doing, but ahead of the curve and ready to take on anything that comes at you. Fired Up is hosted by Chris Wise and myself, Chris McAdoo. Thanks again for listening. Tune in next time. And as always, y'all stay fired up.